I have to admit, I've been obsessed with this man by my subway stop for about the past year now. Every morning, I've clocked him from about 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. He sells water and bottles of Gatorade nonstop throughout the day. He has got to be one of the hardest working people I have ever seen. And he also has a plethora of hats, uh, sombreros specifically. I, I don't know how you have this many sombreros. I would ask him, but I don't want the mysteries unveiled. Hello, it's me, Dale, and you're listening to another episode of Dale Radio, recorded in the deep of the night at 4 a.m., and coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. It's a show about characters and the creative process, and I don't know, staying up too late or something. Anyway, we're here. We're a little queer, and we're doing our best on some beat-up mics and some egg cartons stapled to the wall to bring you this program. At the top of our show, oh, wasn't that nice? We heard an audio character portrait was something we've been doing this uh, season. We're going to keep keep going with it. was a little snippet, if you will. You know, I wish a snippet was a thing, like a small ferret, but more fun, and maybe no hair. Like a slippery little thing that would be very tender and gentle as a friend, but you didn't have to worry about getting gum stuck in there. Oh, how many gummy-haired ferrets I've had to deal with. The audio portrait, that, that little thing that you heard today, is from our dear friend, Leslie Goshko. Oh, Leslie Goshko, what, what, a, what a dear and what a pro. And she's, of course, uh, behind the Sideshow Goshko uh, storytelling series. And uh, she's done a number of things with us. She's just over at Joe's Pub with a, uh, what is it called? Staying Alive tribute. She loves that movie. And uh, and who doesn't, really? Uh, but she's just terrific. And I, too, wonder about all those sombreros. A lot of time I've been on the subway thought, do I have the right headgear for this, for wherever I'm going, even just for the ride? And uh, sometimes a sombrero would just be perfect. It would just be perfect. So I'm so thankful to have that uh, uh, from Leslie. And uh, I gather she's going to be part of the Gotham Storytelling Festival coming up Wednesday, November 4th at 7 p.m. You can go to sideshowgoshko.blogspot, I think, .com. I think that's what it is. So check her out. But you, you, boy, you'll find her anywhere you go. Leslie Gosko, she's everywhere. So <clears throat> now she's here. And that's how it's going to be. Now, uh, also remember to check out our Season 8 uh, theme performer, Shockwave, and his new podcast, Shock and Awesome. It's over on headgum.com and on iTunes. Uh, great interview, interview show. Uh, is what it's going to be about music, performing, comedy. Well, that sounds like this one, Shockwave. What gives? <laughs> anyway, he's great. I'm great. Let's be great together. Oh, boy. I'm still reeling from podcast day. What what a thrill. It has just been a whirlwind kind of, an, uh, kind of a day today. Anyhow, folks, I'm going to be... Listen, I'll get a plug in for myself here. Why not? Why not? Where's old Dale going to be next? Well, I'll be sitting in with my old pal Scott Rogowski on another Running Late with Scott Rogowski, this time for New York Super Week. I'll be honest, I have no idea what that is. But uh, I hope it's fun. 
I hope there's a lot of super things going on in your lives. Uh, There's going to be a little field in Brooklyn, right down there in the Gowanus. That's my happy place. Tuesday, October 6th, and uh, Scott will be there. His dad, Marty. Uh, Guest Horatio Sands, Bud Mishkin. Aparna Nancherla is going to be there. I always like seeing her. And uh, 9.30 is the show, just $10, and info is up uh, on our site, so you can check that out. Do you like audiobooks? I sure do. Why not check out audible.com, our sponsor today. Go over to audibletrial.com slash Radio and get a free 30-day trial and free audiobook download. Choose from hundreds of thousands of titles. For instance, Undoing Depression, What Therapy Doesn't Teach You and What Medication Can't Give You. That's an unabridged version by Richard O'Connor, and I know you're going to be happy to hear this. It's read by Richard O'Connor. How about that? That's the guy. And uh, that ought to clear up your blues. Don't worry. Prevent those blue, those seasonal disaffected, affected. What is it? Seasonal affected disorder. You're affected by the season coming up. We'll see what happens. we got a hurricane coming. I always like when that happens. Give Audible. Not, I don't like it for destruction and that kind of thing. It just, it's exciting to have weather. It's been real hot. Is one I'm always, I've been sweating. You go to International Coffee Day, and you just, I can't even bear to get a coffee. I'll take a free coffee. Thank you very much, vendor participating in that. But, uh, boy, I just sweat, and it was uncomfortable. That's the second time I've brought up sweat so far in the season, so uh, stay tuned for more. But, uh, yeah, give audible.com a try. Why not? What do you have to lose, really? <clears throat> Today's program, let's get right to it. There's no, there's no point in delaying any further. On today's program, folks, you're in for a treat because it's John Early. No one has done more for the color beige than John Early. John Early is a superstar. He's a comedian, a comedic actor who has appeared on Broad City, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp, the acclaimed uh, independent film, that's the best kind, Fort Tilden, and he regularly hosts Showgasm in Ars Nova. It was a pleasure to get to know him these last couple of months, and indeed a delight to go to his uh, uh, apartment, dwelling, sit down for a spell. We were joined on the episode by his roommate and uh, the lady friend there, uh, uh, two fantastic playwrights, Max Posner and Sarah DeLapp. They, they were together, they were making eggs during this episode, which had a little weird effect on John in the beginning, but then once you, you'll hear, once the brunch is complete, Mm, he opens up a little bit more. And uh, with John, listen, this guy, he's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of, uh, he's just bursting uh, with ideas, with talent, with uh, observations, with just things. He's, he's got a lot to say. And you will notice, um, because of his restless nature, he uh, was very uh, handsy with the mic. So uh, I've done what I can to uh, clear up a little bit of blips and bloops here and there. For the most part, it's fine. But uh, it, it only gives you a sense of the kind of raw energy that is just crackling uh, through this individual's body. Now, I went to see John's live show, literally John. John Early at Joe's Pub over the summer. Oh, the great Joe's Pub. Now, it's a phenomenal show, truly one of the best nights out. And we, we talk about it, <clears throat> excuse me, together. I've had this cough. I'm telling you, it's one of these end of summer colds. It's still hot outside, and I've had this tickle, and it's, it's absolutely driving me a nuts. But I made a, a little homebrew the other evening, stewing some mint leaves and ginger scrapings. You know, you got to get in there with a spoon to carve the old root up. And uh, it smelled absolutely awful in here. But uh, you let it reduce in there. And I found some peppermint oil. Boy, I dumped them all. 
And it smelled a lot better because before it was just like wet soil is what it what it smelled like. But but I put that in there and it did clear it up. Now tonight I said I don't I don't have any more of the syrup. I'll try a little bit of this nice uh, uh, grappa that I got from uh, Italy. Yes, I was over there in Italy, and uh, boy, they serve this after the meal. And sometimes it's just like fire water. But this is a nice one we got at the airport, and uh, it's it's delightful. I recommend it, but it's also, uh, I don't know that it's the best for the cough. So I apologize if I have, you hear a little grumble, that's what's going on. But with um, John, look, we got over there. I don't want to fawn too much, but... Uh, uh, he was great. And the guests that this season, all season long on this season, just top-notch. They're so good. I can't help it. I admire them all. I, 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 I am happy for their success. Every time they get on one of these 30 under 30 lists, I think, good for you. I also can't help but think maybe there's a 60 under 60 list that uh, I could participate in or something, you know, funniest podcast from the Gowanus or a uh, person uh, I'd most, most like to share uh, an ice cream cone with, well, any kind of list, I would be happy to be on it. Let's. If you are a list generator and you're working today, please uh, consider me. Uh, for your consideration, I, I offer you myself. So I had a little experience going to see uh, John's show, and I just want to give you, you know, there's two sides to everything. There's the performer, and there's a person that's on stage, and the show is going along, but we all bring different things to everything that we that we do, and we all bring different experiences, and we, we as things will color our experience of the show that they have no control over. So I just thought I would share something that happened to me as an audience member, and um, Jacqueline Novak, uh, brilliant, just great, she opened up. Uh, for John, and so and she was on last season, so I I know her a little bit, and uh, I, I saw her outside uh, having a drag, and uh, I went up to her and said, "Listen, this thing just happened," and she said, "You got to tell me the whole story." So a couple of days later, I, I put together an email to her, actually a Facebook message. How about that? A Facebook message, mm. and uh, so I, I put that together. I sent it to her, but so I thought I would read this uh, to you. And uh, Ham Sandwich uh, was also involved in this. John, John's uh, just crazy about her, and I am too. Also just terrific. And uh, uh, you'll hear uh, more about her later in the show. But uh, anyhow, so this is the this is what happened. This is I'm still not over it. It's a little shaky. It was very uh, unnerving the whole time. I'm working on it. Uh, I might need to get an audio book to get me through this kind of little stuff. So here's my message. Jaglin, here's the account of the weird energy that happened at our table the other night. I was there with my friend, and when we got there, our shared table was occupied by a couple, a blonde, skinny lady with bangs and a kind of ask-me-about-Stella-and-Dot vibe to her, and a lunkhead kind of fella who was nice enough and would have been an asset if we were jumping train cars. He probably makes a mean chili. Anyway, we took our seats, and they very graciously offered to move so that I could sit with my friend. We're off to a friendly start, I thought to myself. So uh, 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 Jacqueline gets up there. I say you, and but you know I'm talking to Jacqueline. You get up there, and you're killing, and I notice that the water glass in front of me has a fingerprint on it, and I can see that the boyfriend is just pounding his water. Mind you, the water he's now drinking from is where the lady was sitting originally, so technically he is drinking 
her water and a lot of it like he's recently stopped drinking alcohol but still needs the motion to make him feel like his old self well i order a scotch as i do and i know i'm going to want to have some water plus we walked over from the restaurant and i'm still warm so water would be ideal right about now but i can't drink from this guy's old water glass i mean i could but yuck no i see the fingerprints you understand so uh you wrap up and ham takes the stage and our other drinks still aren't there and i don't want to disturb the show but i kind of want some water. So I lean into the guy and I say, um, is this your water? And he says, I don't know. I'm not sure how he could not know if that was his water. He was sitting right there. Of course it was his water. But now he's drained his new glass, the lady's glass. Remember, that was her glass originally, like three times drinking this thing. So I sit for a minute trying to process uh, him not knowing and again not wanting to disturb the show and I politely reach across the table and put my hand on the ladies, the new glass of perfectly untouched water. Technically water that I paid for with my ticket and I say, uh, do you mind if I take this one and you can have this other one? Indicating the one that her boyfriend had taken a sip from. And she says, uh, no. Fair enough. But I was sure she was going to go for it because he had no problem drinking out of her glass. I don't know what their relationship was, is, but I assumed that they have a sharing of glasses kind of a deal. She very coolly turned down the idea as if I were offering a plate of skunk bladder and then said, I can get a new water if you want that one. At which point it looks like I tried to give her dirty water and steal her new water. So, of course, of course, I have to back down. So I'm like, I don't even like water. Who likes water? No problem. No worries. I'm trying to make light of it, but I just look like a jerk water thief. And the mood at the table at that moment was tense. Now John came out and the guy got up. I thought, oh, good. He's gone to get a new glass of water. Everything's going to be okay. But he came back with a pitcher of water for himself. Do you believe this guy? The waitress comes and sets my drink down, my uh, scotch, behind all the glasses. So close to him. So the entire time it's just sitting there, and I don't now I don't know if it's his, and I'm I'm not going to lean in and say, "Excuse me, is that yours?" Because we know what happened the last time. So I wait till my friend gets her drink, and then I just I grab mine and I take a swig, and it had to be okay if he had a problem, which luckily he did not. The lady proceeded to get very drunk and started singing along with John and shouting stuff out which was completely embarrassing, but also vindicating, because it confirmed that this was a person who was not totally in control of her situation. But I was not really in control of mine, because I was obsessed with this water tension for easily 60% of the show. It only really broke when the guy leaned over, and as I was really laughing, said, four days before 9-11, and by that point we all agreed to have a good time and never look each other in the eye ever again. And uh, we didn't, trust me. It was just a weird scene. That was the whole message to her. But sometimes that happens. Sometimes you can't help but get distracted by the characters that we encounter. What was going on between them? What was the guy, why would you say that's not, I don't know whose water that is? You were just sitting there drinking from the glass. That's a weird impulse. And I was made to feel like a villain. But it was the guy, I mean, the guy is the guy, he's, that's wrong. Normally, I love communal tables. I love, I can't get enough. Set me down. Hello, friend. <laughs> nice to meet you. New in town, lived here long. What do you do for work? Uh, you know, where am I? Check Pan Quotidian. I'm often down, just right in the middle, having a chia pudding. Guaranteed to meet someone at the communal table. I love it. I love small talk. I love strangers. But there's nothing small or strange about my talk with John early today. Uh, I enjoyed it. No apologies on my end for being such a fan. You will be too. And uh, I'll tell you this. I, 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 
I'm not giving anything away here, but I'll tell you that he showed me a couple of top secret things. And I guarantee you, it's going to wow you uh, when you eventually see it. And you will. He's the real deal. Here he is, John Early. From my heart, from a place where I used to have feelings, <laughs> I, I want to say to your Santa Cruz Surf Shop employee, Handsome Faze, thank you for the show at Joe's Pub oh, that you did welcome. recently. I was there in the audience, as you know, beaming, looking up, <laughs> excited to be there. It was a transformative night of theater for me, truly exceptional. Congratulations. Yeah. No, I... I loved seeing your face i saw it immediately yeah as soon as you hit the stage and then i learned to black it out for the rest of the show <laughs> it is a small stage though isn't it it is a small stage it's surprisingly bizarrely. people don't Big think place. how small it is it's small yeah which it's very just, small just peeking out okay yeah which is fine you know <laughs> but it's just you it's called literally john early yeah and that's what it is mm-hmm. it's you up there yeah and a couple other folks and, too in a, a band you got a band the Azan and the Gates family band. You just filled it up there. It's right real, to the two backup singers. Oh, it was great. Molly Hager. Molly H- you know Molly Hager. Sure, I'm quite fond of her. How do you know Molly? Well, you know how the way people know things. Oh, sure. Well, she's on that show, uh, Happy-ish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you or any of your friends? Uh, on the show? Yeah. No. No, no, no. <laughs> and it rest in peace. I think it was canceled. I think it was, wasn't, yeah. well... Had some issues. Yeah, she yeah. was a bright spot in oh, that good, uh, good. dark enterprise. <laughs> but um, and now you, one of the things was you had your folks there. My parents were there. Were they actually your folks? Yes. Are Did they you, there every night? They're well. They are. I mean, like I've only done that show like probably six times total over the past two years. You know. Okay. And they've been to three of the performances. It's a, they're such a big part of the show. They're I don't want to spoil a, anything. Yeah, but no, no, that's fine. It's such a magical and funny use of them yeah. in the audience. What do you do when they're not there? Well, I just do the show. I just do stand-up, and I don't talk about them. But then they, <laughs> they were coming to the show three times ago, and I fully surprised them with the light. It's you know, good. like You put I, a big spotlight on them. Yes, I like focused a light. I didn't do it myself then. Beautiful tech people at Joe's Pub. But you have people to do that. Yeah, well, I have an yeah. entire team. Yeah, Once you but reach to a certain level. <laughs> yeah, but they they focused a light on my parents, and then I, you know, in some of the more sexually explicit times in the stand up, I do a little hand cue and hand cue hand That's motion. It it's a hand cue. And the, it's a hand cue, and then they are trapped under the light. And it's and it was so explosive the first time that I was like, actually, my roommate Max was like, he was like, they always have to be there from yeah. now on, and that you know that wasn't the plan. I told them again, I was like, I'm not going to do it again, you know. And of course, I did it, and whatever. They're very sweet to come to the show. They flew all the way from Nashville, all the way from Nashville, which yeah. is where you grow. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. as I as I just was mentioning before we started recording, I got into a little <laughs> thing with the people at my table. Mm-hmm. Um, it got a little messy between me and the lady. Yeah. You know, she was nice to give up her seat, and then she didn't take the water with her, but the boyfriend was drinking the water, but he seemed to play like a dumb, like, I don't know what, I don't know whose water that is. Right. Meanwhile, I can't get another water, then they bring my drink and set it in front of him. It was a whole thing, because you have to share tables, right? Right, right. At Joe's I'm Pub, so you, gotta, you, don't, you don't know who you're going to sit next to. Right. Anyhow, this lady ended up getting very drunk. And she really enjoyed the show. Well, that's She good. was just swaying and dancing <laughs> by the end of the thing. And I know that you made her night, and I probably made an enemy for life. But it was wonderful that you 
were able to touch her in that way. I'm so glad. You have that effect on the audience. Oh, thank you, baby. Thank you. <laughs> so as you said, you grew up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Nashville. And uh, I had limited experience down there. Uh, I may have mentioned this once on the program, but I spent an evening at Barbara Mandrell's Log Cabin. No. You ever head over there? No. Oh, it's nice. We had a one glorious night for there. For rent? It's for... You can... You can stay in it? Sure. Or you, close, you were you close... <laughs> you can go over there. I spent a night... She has an entire... The bathroom there is entirely pink marble. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, I passed out after some moonshine from her sister <laughs> Louise. <laughs> and just... Sometimes you just need to feel the cool marble on your cheek and disappear into a country dreamscape. All lemonade and... Suspenders. You ever wear suspenders, John? <laughs> no, I don't. No, not as a young man? Well, as my metabolism slows down, I do feel like I may have to start. Yeah, you may get into yeah. it. Yeah. Take it from me. <laughs> They're very comfortable. Do you wear them? Sometimes. Underneath yeah. all your clothes. Yeah, sometimes I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, way underneath. <laughs> this is the first thing I put on. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So what was it like growing up in Music City? Um, Fine. It was not, absolutely fine. It was nothing. absolutely fine. I mean, I, I, I always... I like to just be like I'm from Nashville and I'm gay and leave it at that. That kind of because, tells you what you need to know. But but it doesn't really. It's actually it's people people kind of conjure in their their minds a um a very exotic tale of like an oppressed like you know boy on the farm who can't express his real feelings. But it, it just it actually and I and I like that. I like people imagining a kind of more rich um, mudge boy type. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? That movie with Emile Hirsch. Um, uh, you know, it's it's just a more romantic childhood than I really had. I actually went to like a very liberal, like an almost cloyingly liberal middle school and high school. Uh-huh. Um, so it was no big deal. It was no big deal. It was just kind of ordinary. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, of course, a big deal for me. and It was painful for me. But I, and I was like made fun of the same amount of every other person in middle school or gay person in middle school. But like. You know, for the most part, it wasn't super exotic. Mm-hmm. And my parents are ministers, too. That should be even more. But that was the weirdness was they was traveling all over the South with them to different... Different tents? Churches. <laughs> no, there were no tent revivals then. <laughs> you weren't um, doing that. No. Um, but Traveling around doing what? To different churches? Because they, they were, were guest lecturers? They were, like, preaching at churches. They were, like... They're Presbyterian, is that They're right? Presbyterian. And they they're would, the cool ones. They're the cool ones. By they, the way, <laughs> and they uh, yeah they do like they do funerals and weddings all over the place. Especially when I was little, they were doing it all the time. And um, were they that good? Well, I don't know. I don't really remember. I, I'm sure they are excellent. Are they a team? No, that would be so funny. <laughs> If they were a, a team, of, no, they don't. They they do it. And my mom was disciples of Christ for many years, and then my dad and my dad was Presbyterian. And then What's my mom the difference there could never tell you. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, there's like <laughs> I have no clue, but no, they're not. They're not a team. <laughs> but hey, babe. Oh my goodness! I know. There's a lot of skin in this apartment. Emerging. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was that literally me. It. He saw the like you. I also credited you for the like you. The encouragement to keep oh, the yeah, light yeah, cue yeah, in the yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Again, great. Max Posner's Judy at um, page 73, you can see now. All what? I'm saying is what? I went to like crazy little corners of the South, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Like well, you, weird you, you little a big churches. Family? You have a big family? No. Just you? It's me and my sister. Oh, good. Yeah, tiny little family. Station wagon? 
No. We had a van. Yeah. Yeah. Did it have some kind of church slogan printed <laughs> on it? No. <laughs> no. No. Just an ordinary van. Just an ordinary van. Going and doing some kind of funeral, putting somebody in the ground. Exactly. Ashes to ashes. Get out of there. <laughs> Me and my sister laughed a lot yeah. when our parents would preach because it was so surreal. We would just like break into uncontrollable giggling because it was just like so hilarious to watch your parents be like, holy, you know. <laughs> Because were they not that way at home? Well, I mean, no. They're they're having they're cleaning up our shit. Like that's that's not holy, you know. Um, anyway, but was it at all an entertainment kind of an enterprise? What they were doing? Well, absolutely. You, you got the bug to stand in front of people. I th- I mean, I must have. It's such a clear line. I yeah. mean, like I, yeah. They were like they were totally like they had like such a cadence and a command and like I guess that was interesting to me sure yeah and you keep it going i keep it going i'm keeping the family business alive i i never took to the church i'm also a presbyterian really yeah that was my gang yeah and uh we did you go to sunday school oh yeah yeah what was the vibe very gentle very like i don't know it was very sweet and like kind of wishy-washy i never i was always so bored i never learned a thing yeah I never learned a goddamn thing. Just a nice time in a basement. It was just a nice time. And like, if there wasn't donuts, I was furious. Yeah, upset. Yeah. Still. Still pissed. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put that in the rider. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I never took to church. I like it more from a distance. Yeah. You know, I'm glad it exists. Like solar power. Yes. I just don't necessarily want to invest in it. (laughs) You understand? So then you, so as soon as you can, do you get to New York where it's just not that bad? It's just a natural progression. You think, well, I'm going to be an actor anyhow. I'm going to be, I'm going to pursue this life. Yeah. I'll go to NYU. Yeah. Yeah. It it was, it was very clear. Very natural. Very natural. And then you, you, you're here. I'm here. You're doing your stuff. You connect with Ars Nova, Mm -hmm. the theater group. Mm -hmm. Great place there. And, uh, and you were so nice to have me on your showgasm. Oh my God. It was one of the great appearances. And it's it's a fun show. You do it every month or so. Ish. Ish. And uh, that's really been such a creative wellspring for you, hasn't it, Ars Nova? How did that relationship come about? Well, I did a. My friend and I wrote a play. My friend Nicole Spezio, who's a genius, we we wrote this play called The Witchler, which was a live episode of The Bachelor, and but one of them's a witch, (laughs) and she's like a very earnest, sweet witch named Connie, and like she's trying to like keep her powers down, and like, and um, and I play Jason, The Bachelor, and like, and we fall in love over the course of the episode, and. And then the girls find out she's a witch, and then yeah. they try to use it against her. And like, um, and then it ends with like a full Carrie freakout, and she kills all the girls. And like, and I like find out she's a witch <laughs> through that, and then we fly away together. Um, anyway, but we we did that at Ars Nova, and it was really like really special. It was like one night in their Amfest, and it was like, I mean, it was like a great night of theater. Like yeah. people were like dying. It was it was the funniest shit I've ever done, <laughs> and. Um, and then from there, they asked me to host Showgasm. And, and then, how long has that been running? Like three years. I mean, it's like we're about to end the third year. Yeah. Um, and like about halfway through the first year, my friend Ham Sandwich came on to co-host with me. Right. And as like a test, it was like, we're, it's too much setting up a whole live band each time. Would you like DJ? And she was like, okay. And I was really worried because Ham is so opinionated and so... <laughs> very funny. Very, I mean, a genius. Yeah. And I was really kind of scared that I, I wouldn't be able to, like, 
be next. Like I, I wouldn't be she's able to cutting. hold my own. She's right, yeah, really. And I, I always thought I'd be like doing damage control, you know. But it actually ended up being like I feel like I hate that noise because I know someone's in pain. Um, yes, someone somewhere yeah. is in pain, but that's just me. Anyway, um, you feel too much, don't yes, you? Yes, yes, and people don't think that because I'm a comedian. But why don't you know? Um, but but uh, what were we talking about? Oh, ham, ham. I just feel like ham, and I have like just it's like one of the great secrets of New York is like our chemistry. <laughs> There's no greater pleasure than talking well, to ham on stage, yeah. like. Ham is an, a literal genius, and like, I feel like we really we go to really great places at Showgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I just love us. You do, and you had a show, John, John Ham. We had a show, John Ham. Yeah. Did you come to that? I didn't. I wasn't able. That to was make hard. It. I felt that you, it was tough for you. Yeah. Um, I can't make it to everybody. <laughs> you understand? There's understand. a lot of demands. And you, you, well, you know, whatever. Um, John Ham. Sometimes I just won't respond to the Facebook invite. I don't no, do which maybe. I feel. I don't do maybe. Okay, which is better than maybe. Okay. But you could also just do a clear no, and I appreciate that honesty uh, too. Wow. I do um, the I do the Los Angeles no, just not responding. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Right? You get it. You're yeah, in show yeah. business. Yeah, you know I'm you know how it goes. Well, how do the videos come about? Because you then you do a lot of videos. For show guys in? For showgasm, I guess in your own life you do a lot of videos. I don't know where you keep the equipment, but you got <laughs> yeah, you do a lot no, of I those just, things. I just use my friends, um, you know, just free labor. Um, I don't have equipment. Um, the videos, I just uh, you start doing little trailers and things, little little teasers. I mean, like yeah, when I first, I, I I just thought when I first did showgasm, I was like, oh, I'll just make a video each time, and it'll force me to. They'll they don't need to necessarily be related to showgasm and. and 99% of them aren't. They're just like self-contained shorts and it and I'm it's like the best thing in the world because it it like it gave me a deadline to make a bunch of videos. I I love them. I'm so proud of them. They're I so funny. And they yeah, and they and they really uh you know, Ars Nova really changed changed the game for me. It's terrific. Well, now what's going to happen? There's going to be some poached eggs. Max is really good at poached you're gonna oh, fry? Frying the eggs. Over poach? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I gotta, you know me. This really took a turn. No, Max is a huge poacher. I'm a poacher. <laughs> um, I, I like a poacher. What do you do? A little white vinegar in there. Spin it around. Oh my gosh. He's Mine's that blown. Good. I do that. I do it in the raw water. Just stirring it? Don't Keep even stir. Wow. What? This yeah, is. Into just the hot water. It's just like utter confidence with the drop. It's really all psychological. Yeah. <laughs> Fully. No, I tried to poach an egg in the midst of a depression. And let's just say it didn't poach. <laughs> it was like feathered and fried. Oh. It was disgusting. That's it. When, yeah. when a poach goes wrong. Yeah. Well, this You'll is... never take a bite. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, this is good. I'm glad you're here for this one, Max, because maybe you can weigh in on this, too. Because I'm going to ask John, what do you attribute your love of language? <laughs> um, do you think I have a love of language? I think that there is, within, especially within these videos, especially with your work with Kate mm-hmm. Berlant, uh, uh it's just like tracing Hepburn, Hepburn. Oh, my God. Cagney and Lacey. Oh, my God. Anything with Tyne Daly. Kate and Allie. Kate and Allie. <laughs> all of those two. 
there's a, an attention to the specificity of language and nuance, the way you have little pauses, oh my a lot God. of back and forth. It doesn't have the aggressive tone of, say, a Gilmore Girls, <laughs> but it's... Um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's not banter with legs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's it is actually appropriate that Max is here, because I feel like Max, as a playwright... Um, and I, we do share a certain love of that same kind of thing. Yeah. There's an overlap, too. Again, Sarah DeLapp, also a playwright. Her play, The Wolves, just recently featured in Club Thumb season. <laughs> Truly a masterpiece. There's oh, yeah. <laughs> so much added value to this I know. I love interview. this. It's fantastic. Oh, my God. It's so star-studded. Um, I mean, give it a year. Yeah, I forgot, too, until just now. Um, no, the, the microphones are pointed and focused. It should be all right. It should be fine. We can always add in the sound effect of frying eggs later. Yes. <laughs> really, if people are finding they're missing that. Um, love the... of language. <laughs> <laughs> to be overheard talking about my own work is one of the great <laughs> pleasures of Brooklyn life. Um, no, I, um, no, I think, yeah, Kate and I like uh, to... Uh, I think our favorite joke is like, or, or not even our favorite joke, just like the foundation of our sense of humor is just like mimicking the way people talk right? versus actually writing a joke. I mean, like I've never written a joke in my life. I feel like my only, uh, my only joke is just like behavior. It's like mimicking behavior, especially behavior of people who like take themselves very seriously and like, um, you know. Uh, there were some pretty good jokes in the show, though. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'm getting better. Yeah, you know? you've written some things. Yeah, no, I've written some things. That's not, not necessarily bad. true. But especially with Kate, I guess when I'm alone, I guess stand-up, I actually write jokes. But yeah, Kate and I, I think, uh, which I, I wouldn't even think of it as language, but I guess that is true. It's like just the way people speak. Right. Yeah. You're observing what yeah, yeah. people do. And uh, one of the, and one, as I said, one of the things I'm focusing this season, I'm actually eight seasons. I finally got to focus. I said one thing I noticed about is the characters. I'm focusing on characters, and one thing I noticed about the strength of your work is really the character of John Early. Oh wow! Right, the stage presence up there. It's a it's a really uh, wonderful uh, realization and heightening of your own persona. Mm-hmm. What I imagine to be your own persona. Mm-hmm. I don't know you that well. That's the trick, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing to get to. Yeah, you feel like confident now that you've re- reached that. Well, do you? What do you mean on stage or on? In... I mean, it seems like so many times you're trying to get to an authentic voice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And try and what that means is just a little bit more of what you're trying to convey is a little bit more of yourself. Yeah. And what I see up there is you. Yeah, God bless you. And it's really fantastic to be. That's why I think you're you're hitting it. God bless you. It. Thank you. Because you found that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, it smells like eggs. It does smell like eggs. But delicious eggs. Very good. Delicious. I mean, I'm I'm not expanding on it just because of sheer embarrassment. I'm talking about, like, so blatantly myself in front of um, the world. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, 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 please. You all would agree, wouldn't you? John's reached a certain point with his uh, career. <laughs> with himself. He's mastering himself. Uh, yeah. That's why it's connecting, because you get an authentic sense of the guy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what everybody's striving to do. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, a bone. A bone. No, it is. I don't drop the mask. That's not true. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. 
Uh, well, it's, it's well, I think it's incredibly effective, even thank if you're you. being a little bit, you know, I'm being shy. Modest. I'm being shy, now. but thank you so much. It's, it's terrific, and I, really uh, I know that that's probably taking a lot of work, a lot of craft. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just doing it a lot. Yeah, and you do it all the time. Yeah, you're constantly working. Well, thank you. I, it is bizarre how I went from feeling lazy to feeling like overwhelmed. productive or overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're overwhelmed. You just feel productive. You said yeah. productive. Yeah, yeah. I said overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because doing more I'm, than one I'm thing in a day, I'm times. overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. But that's all right. That's terrific. I love it. Thank I you really so much. It. And you know, I, but now, uh, well, let's talk about this too. You're also part of the Wet Hot American Summer mm-hmm. sequel. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Well, prequel. Prequel. It's, it's a prequel? It's a prequel. That happens before everything? Yeah. It's the first day of camp, which oh, the movie was the last day of camp. Oh, I see. Yeah. And now I got to go rewatch an order. You got to you gotta watch an order, baby. <laughs> I wonder what I missed. Did you watch it? The, I did watch okay, it. Okay. I watched all of them. Good. Did you, did you watch the movie? Yeah, but several years ago. Right, right, right. When it okay. came out. Yeah. I'll say it didn't have the same effect on me that it had on maybe a lot of other people. I didn't. It's not my touchstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It is for many my age. Yeah, well, that's it great. is. It that's, really is. I think great. it like touched on like a very loony like adolescent. That's kind of, your meatballs. It's our meatballs. Yeah, but a self aware meatballs. Right. Yeah. That's the that's, that's the, the switch. Joke. That's the hook. That's the it? hook, y'all. That's what they did to yep. you. How much of that were you impro- imp- imp- improvising? Um, a li- just a little bit. It's yep. actually pretty. Like I think part of what's so funny about that character is like how written it is. It's like super rehearsed and like. Every moment is like so sharp, but there yeah. was there was a couple moments of improv, like the yelling at Amy Poehler was like one of the great moments <laughs> of my life. Like, just um, there was no fight there, um, but she like seemed down for it, and so we just started screaming at each other. You really, you really laid into her. Yeah, yeah, which was so fun. And then, uh, and then the stuff of like all the positivity at the end after all the yelling. Oh, the speech too, the crying and stuff. That's imp- that's improvised. It's, ter- it's terrific. <laughs> it's great. And uh, you got any more plans to do, do more? Is there a second day? I don't day? think is there is. The I, don't, I think it would be, I mean, like I would give anything to do it again, but like, I don't think it makes much sense there's to not, do it. Not a real reason for it. No, there's not. No. Other than to have fun. Unless it was like totally like it it would need to be an idea that's totally removed. Like because yeah. first and last day of camp, that's so clean. You can't do like the midpoint day of camp. You know, <laughs> right. like, you know, it needs to be something totally different like space camp a holiday. Yeah. Space camp or like they all go somewhere else, you know. But I think the first day of camp um, is just such a clean idea. It would just be yeah. weird to fuck with it, even though I would give anything to do it again. Right. No, I think that uh, you you watch something like Camp Rock too, and you feel the same. Oh my god! Same have you kind seen of Camp feeling. Rock too? Oh yes. <laughs> and uh, you know, then they have to fight for the camp to exist, and there's a rival camp that comes in, and yeah, you know, what are we talking about? Just sing. <laughs> just have the young people sing in the yes, cafeteria. Yes, sing. Yeah, that's all I need to know. I'm sorry, I've been so shy, Dale. It's okay. It's okay. all right. There's other factors. Yeah, yeah. We weren't counting on a you know being in the middle of a brunch. It's late, isn't it? It's for late brunch. for brunch. It's I late mean, for I mean, I don't want to be judgmental of the young playwrights of New York <laughs> City, but what were we doing? What are we out doing? Writing? Were you writing? Were you observing? Oh, writing Patterns all. of uh, behavior. Now, how's Janine? Janine G? Yeah. Well, 
she, you know, I didn't do any scenes with her in the, in Wet Hot, but I did, I did meet her doing (laughs) Broad City. I was going to say, the great Broad City with our friend Ilana. Yes. And Elliot was also in there. And they've been guests before. They have been guests on this program, sure. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, um, I, uh, Janine is so cool. She walked She's, past me once at a show, and she smelled like a vanilla candle. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It was just exactly like you want her to smell. Exactly. I mean, she's so... She's, like, one of the, like, eight women that I was just totally obsessed with as a kid. Like, and, and the way my obsessions manifested was, like, be, being their managers. Like, as, like, a 13, 14-year-old, I would, like, check their IMDb's, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I would just just so I knew, and like when a new project would pop up, like once every two or three months. Oh yeah, I'd be like, oh god, oh god, and then like I would like research what that was, and and it, and I just remember the agony of like those new projects of Janine's like staying in development for so long. And oh. I'd be like, <laughs> like it would say pre production next time. I was like, please, <laughs> and then just the journey of it going into like post production, and then finally like the trailer coming out. I just felt so emotionally attached to all their new projects. But she was in that, she was in that group of people like Sherry O'Terry, Molly Shannon, Amy Sedaris, Janine. You know, that but I was obsessed with her. And, and Tony Collette. And Tony Collette, of course, being the ultimate. Being the ultimate, one. yeah, the, the the biggest obsession of them all. But but no, Janine was huge, and yeah. so totally surreal to like. Oh, and it's like I have her. You know, she's legitimately loves to do stand up, and like yeah. gave me her number just to be like, any shows you have, like let me know. And like it's it's just so bizarre. I have her number. I love that she still does all the shows. She does. She doesn't have an email address. She doesn't have. No, I know. She's not on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And, she's um, tough to find. It's very tough to find. Yep. But, but like she, she does the shows. She'll she show does up. all the shows. She and does she like, delivers. She fucking delivers. She owns she's the room so every time. Good. I tell you. And whether it's, so it's about the puppy it is, bowl, I don't even really care about animals care. that much. No. But she she delivers on the puppy stuff. Yeah, she improvises so much too on, on in her stand up. It's heaven. She's so good. There are so many great people though. Why didn't she get the Daily Show? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, you know. Now what a, what a waste. Yeah. Another dude, but also just like not someone who's necessarily known for his like extemporaneous political rants. Like right. Janine is so perfectly actually in line with what Jon Stewart was doing. I, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what I'm the exhausted. problem is. I, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I, I, you know, all those guys are fine. They're fine. But I don't understand why, why it's so difficult to just put a woman. Just put a woman after. In there. The 95 think pieces per day. Per day. About putting, you know, you'd think, they're, I mean, they're just so deeply out of touch. It's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. All of Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Everyone's... strong uh, female voices yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, Maybe just the people I follow. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it to me. Yeah. You look out there. Now, you've been going back and forth to L.A.? Mm-hmm. Caught your set on Meltdown. <gasps> yeah. That hug with Jonah seemed a little forced. <laughs> Well, I, well, I didn't really know them yeah. until that, so that's probably why. And I always do that. I always hug. I'm not trying to think. I'm a hugger, but like, typically when I bring someone on stage, I'll hug. And it's maybe presumptuous to think that like, male, straight male hosts of a popular, very popular show in LA would want to hug. That like, people who like are kind of famous too. Like they're sure. kind of they have some notoriety. 
that felt stupid. I like the second I hugged him, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I felt I was very embarrassed. So you should you should go back and watch it. Oh, it looked you looked that. you could you could see there's <laughs> definitely something going on between you. I just happened to notice. I said, "Well, is he ready for it?" No, he's not. Now <laughs> what's he's John going to do? I'm sure he's a lovely an guy. Angel. I'm sure it's a lovely. Now you've been doing a lot. What have you been doing out there when you go out? Other than that, well, you know, Kate lives there. Yeah, and so I. And you guys are what BFFs? We're BFFs, and um, how'd you meet her? I met her on Grinder. I'm kidding. Um, I met her. <laughs> I met her. That'd be quite a thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend, or I guess have an ex-boyfriend. X X. What's that Molly Shannon wet hot when she's like X X? I gotta get used to saying that X husband. Um, whatever. Um, but he, he was always telling me like that I needed to see her at cake shop the show yeah. she ran and that I now run. And I was like, okay. And I, and I just didn't, you know, whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And then four years later, after like people constantly telling me we needed to meet, we, those same mutual friends cast us in this like short film. And I had seen her do stand up like a month before. And I was like, we were on the same show. She didn't stay to see my set. Cause she's was about five years into it. So she was jaded and over staying for others. Um, but uh, when I saw her do stand-up, I was like, I could not believe I mean, I was like so shocked. And I felt such a, I mean, we're so different, but we're also very similar. Like, I, she uses language in a way that like I don't even come close to. She's an improviser in a way that I don't even come close to. But like, there is just like a weird cadence thing and an mm-hmm. interest in like um, authority, like kind of making fun of authority, I guess, in a way that I just was like, I was totally in shock. And I was like, I, I will be so lucky if we ever get to hang out. And then we got to, got cast in this thing and spent the whole day together. And what was the thing? It was a short film. It was a, kind of an experimental short film called The Greggs, which is really good. Um, Greggs? The Greggs. Oh, Greggs. About the, the people who make who write the SAT questions. Oh, okay. And there are these like four people with blonde wigs who live in like a place upstate and they're like eat eggs all day long and like write the questions. It's very funny. But, but Kate and I were both in it and we fully just like one instant love and, and then just like us two weeks sleepover following that. And then after the two weeks sleepover, it was like, you're coming to Nashville. I'm going to LA. I like, we met the parents. It was very romantic. Wow. And, um, and then we immediately started making videos. And collaborating, and, and collaborating. You, write, you co-write things? We don't really write. <laughs> um, we come up with the idea, and then we show up on set, yeah. and then improvise. And then you deliver. Yeah, we deliver, honey. Um, <laughs> but no, but now it's more a little more formalized, and we're like writing stuff in a more official way. So I, when I go out there, it's actually like a little more businessy. Mm-hmm. Um, You've been involved in some pilots and that kind of thing? Um, not really. No? <laughs> no. You don't go out for that? Thankfully, thank God, no. I thought you were involved in something that was going to be on TV at some point. Yes, I am. The it's this like this thing called Search Party, and it's um, it's uh, the people who made Fort Tilden. Oh yes, yeah, the movie they, that you were just in. Yes, yeah, and they it's a it's a show. Um, it's kind of like Manhattan Murder Mystery, but like with millennials, you know. So it's like a bunch of like self-absorbed millennials dealing with like a murder, and it's very like funny. Clue. Much like Clue. Oh, good. Like Clue meets Girls. Okay. <laughs> that needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, we've been waiting. Finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> Got to yeah. have a Martin Mull cameo in there. 
I hope. Um, is he dead? No, oh no. Martin okay, Rome? I'm no. so sorry. No, no I know he's, he's a friend. I'm he's so sorry. Right. He's a dear friend of this program. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. You ever listen to his comedy albums? No. Oh, go back and do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've heard great things. I, his daughter <laughs> follows me on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll compare notes afterwards. Um, I've been doing Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, listen, thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, enjoy making Anytime. Yeah. Enjoy the I'm rest sorry. of your day. Hey, thanks so much. He's going to do fine. <laughs> we'll get to the hard hitting stuff now. All Bye. right. Good luck with everything. Happy playwriting. <laughs> Off to write plays in the yes. park, no doubt. <laughs> What do they go to the cafe now? I have no idea where they're going. Go down and sit and just do more writing. And just write. The life That's of what a playwright. It's like. Yeah, exactly. They get paid to do that. Mm-hmm. God bless them. Little by little. Well, I've been doing a series of uh, web videos. Myself. I haven't seen them. No, no one's seen them yet. I can't wait to release them. Oh they're going to come out pretty soon. Pretty, you know, tough stuff. Kind of vice <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, I, you know, circling back to this character idea, right, right, where I uh, where I clammed up the most. That's right, and I'm ready to talk. But actually. that was about that was about you, and I'm still right. interested. But in But I'm that. interested in the idea. That, and this is again, this is where I felt an opportunity missed at the clam. Um, the uh, I'm I'm very interested in like the character of genre, you know, like the the persona and like that. It's it's an interesting topic to me, so we can get, we can go there. Okay, all right. Well, let let's come. Let we'll come let's back. go there. No, okay. let's go there now. Okay. okay. Because uh, to me, I, I one of the great things that you do when you're on stage, if somebody has seen you, you okay? Do you hit your chin or your? Tooth? I hit my tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was cup. hoping that could go okay. unnoticed. No, okay. <laughs> all right. I just want to make sure you're okay because I've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, unnerving. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I noticed that you do is uh, you you laugh. Oh yeah, you have a little release valve, oh, and my it lets God. the audience in immediately. Which I noticed on the meltdown. Uh, yeah, you see it there. It's so intense. Like I didn't realize. Like obviously, I'm aware that I laugh on stage, and I feel totally fine with that. But on the meltdown, I was like, it was like after every joke. Well, maybe that's just the way it edited or something. Well, it's barely edited. <laughs> And but also I get the, the problem is that they the the audience laughter was way turned down on that yeah which is not I swear I'm not covering it, they were really an explosive warm audience yeah and and so all it seems more awkward just, than maybe it was it was yeah it was actually like I was thrilled with how that set went it was like it felt so good and like but but then when I watched it, I was like this really seems awkward but the point is the laughter I noticed it and I'm like. I'm worried. <laughs> Do you you no, like? I it? thought that it worked very well in the literally uh, John Early. Yes, thing, yes. Because it, it it let the audience in to know where you where you were. It's a right. little a bit of locating yeah. your sense of humor and letting yeah. us know it's okay to laugh at this or that. And yes. it was a nice punctuation. Oh, that's good. Uh, throughout. I'm glad. I mean, because I genuinely do crack myself up. Yeah, <laughs> I genuinely make myself laugh, and. I also, um, there's some stuff that I guess because of like the persona or like the, the mode of my standup where it's like kind of like pop starry. Yeah. There's like, or like I deliver certain things in like a very like, the, the viewers at home, I'm moving my neck like Beyonce. And an um, eyebrow goes sh- yes, straight up. Shoots yeah. straight up. It's trying to maintain that like seriousness while saying certain things, I think always just makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, and that's probably where it comes from. It's also definitely just like nervous laughter for sure. I mean, 
But it, it it reads first as nervous, and then it becomes very... Con- you get it, that it's a... To me, it felt controlled and part of it, and yeah, it was yeah, part yeah. of the whole thing. But how would you describe the character of John Early, then? <laughs> well, it's different in the videos. Like, it's definitely, like, a different... The character, I guess, of John Early on stage is not... To me, to me I don't see it as much of, really, a character. It's like, I actually see... My stand-up feels very fluid in me, you yeah. know? I mean, like, obviously, like, I, there are ways in which it's kind of crystallized into, like, there are ways of speaking that I do on stage that I clearly don't do in real life, you know? But I think more and more I actually want my stand-up to just be, well, not even, it's not that I want my stand-up to be me, but I, but I am finding more and more that I actually like the, like, art of stand-up in kind of its, the, the, the pure way it was like intended to be. Like I feel like when I first started doing stand up, I was like reacting against like Mark Marin like confessional, like just the idea that it like had to be tr- the truth and like the idea that right. like you have to like just tell your story, man, and like that's it. Like that's all it is. And like so I felt like I then as a as a reaction to that, I was like doing very kind of strange character stuff and like and, and doing character stuff without announcing it without being like this is so and so I would just like go into a character which is like so bizarre and isolating and like it certainly can be yeah it definitely can be and like and then I would like have moments but the stuff that was always working the most was like just the pure like storytelling joke telling whatever right. you know and then I just really came to love it. I like really came to love doing that. But but it, there definitely is there's uh, there which is not to say there isn't a persona on stage. I'm not saying I'm some like pure just like waterfall, just like clear transparent <laughs> waterfall. Um, like I, I there's absolutely kind of like a more like I'm like on stage. I'm a little bit more like Sandra Bernhardt. I feel like like a little more like you know arrogant or something or like a little more like gestural and feminine or like cabaret on stage but in command in command yeah yeah and then like also like kind of pop starry and like i like i like to do like big big shows like Joe's you're Puff. aware the light is on you yes totally yeah, totally yeah. it's your time to shine and yeah. you're ready to take it <laughs> yes yes yeah, yeah it's literally me yeah um so <laughs> and in the videos you're more of a dullard the videos yeah what does dullard mean i love that word well just kind of a simpleton or so like not not, yeah, not fully there. Not, yeah, he's not, not full. There's like a chunk of his brain missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that. Yeah. yeah, the videos are more just like my opportunity to be like. I'm realizing more and more. It's like that character is like my opportunity to just like not be polite. Like as a, I'm like <laughs> right, as right. a pre. I mean, I was in church every week of my life till I was 18. Right. You know, and like, I grew up in. Nashville, and yes, I was fortunate enough to be in like kind of liberal circles in Nashville, but it still was like a culture of politeness and like sweetness, you know. Yeah, it's the South, right? It's so, the South. Yeah. So there you go. But um, but the video character or like the character that's been arising out of those videos, I that is goes by the name of John. Is like fully just my chance to be a monster. <laughs> I like it's like free reign to just. Sometimes he's blind. Sometimes he's blind. <laughs> right now he's blind. Okay. Yeah. Is right. it a temporary thing? Well, we'll see. Oh, right. We'll okay. see, so to speak. I don't, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, yeah. Right now he's just blind because I've always... I love the just physical comedy playing blind. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked that there hasn't been a think piece that's like... <laughs> blindphobic. Not you know. okay. Yeah, not yeah, okay. not okay. 
Well, but that's what that's great though. It's also very presumptuous to think that I, my stuff is viewed enough that I can have a thing to be spread about <laughs> I me. Mean, but you know, you, you know, it's getting there. It's getting there. Yo, you'll have anger, anger directed at you in no <laughs> I time. I can't wait. <laughs> just wait. Keep doing these Planned Parenthood things. You'll find it. <laughs> I just Andrew Reynolds has to keep canceling. Yeah, yeah. Were you going to be up for that? What? What is? What was it? Hedwig. It's over. Oh, he did. Tay Diggs drove it into the ground. <laughs> yes. He followed everybody on Twitter, and nobody came out I to know see the show. Nobody came. <sighs> it's too bad. I know. But is there is there a character that? Um, you've just seen out in the world or that it left an impression on you kind of a favorite it can be a favorite kind of character mm-hmm. um, or is somebody that you really resonated with you that like I want to play or that I do play or what? Some, something that you you maybe it can be the, the kind of thing where you you feel it inside of you like sometimes I'll watch uh, Fred Willard or something yeah. like hey he's doing me <laughs> you, you, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean or I'll, I'll have one of those. It's similar. You have that kind of kinship. You know, yes. it's not doing that, but you feel, oh, maybe there's a way that you turn this way or that, or yes. do an inflection. I feel a kinship with um, people who like just smile through everything, and like um, <laughs> who who need to control everything. Yeah, like people who just uh, can't let a moment be spontaneous but the but what i find particularly funny is that they're trying to assert a certain kind of like like i guess liberalism or like um chillness but they're actually so intensely controlling they're like have like a hawk's <laughs> eye on every moment that is like something i feel that that's the kind of character i love the most in the world and then also that's those are the kind of characters I like on television and, and in movies and stuff, and those are the characters I like to play because I come from that. Like I come from like politeness and like um, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be great, and never once communicating or confronting anything, so it all comes out in these weird ways, these like weird like violent ways. Yeah, you know, and that's what I that's that's what I love. I love those characters who can't because I I truly I'm like. You know, through intense therapy and like learning, after like literally years of therapy, I'm like finally learning to be like, no. <laughs> 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 um, it's like shocking. I've like said no three times in my life, you know? So I, uh, it, it's, it's also very therapeutic for me to play characters where it's like an extreme version of myself, like a true, just like, like nothing's getting in right. um, because of the shield of the smile, you know, right, um, right. it's very therapeutic to make fun of that part of myself, which is like what really all those videos are is like me just like taking the thing that I'm insecure about in myself and just fucking whipping it and just beating it to, to the, the ground. The, the, the meanness, the monster, not the monster. That's a little more because there's a menace to that character. There's too. absolutely a menace, but that that's, <clears throat> that's just something I think I'm stumbling into and just like finding to be really funny is like yeah, right. through the smile he's actually so mean which yeah. is like super fun for me that's more of just like me getting to rebel a little bit against my um Your my niceness. southern roots yeah okay um but the but the um the the I think the um the non conference the the inability to just like say say what he feels I think uh-huh. is like uh-huh. and, and to, to be polite and sweet and smile through it all is like is the part I like to make fun of 
Right. You know, that's true about me. Well, it's, it's working beautifully. Oh, thank God, Dale. I love it. Is there anybody that you can point to that does that? Well, I mean, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yeah. Does it so well. Just like her, like, hey. Like, her, the stuff in Enlightened <laughs> is, like, so shocking. And uh, who else does it really well? I mean, like, the person I... I like one of my great heroes who I'm so constantly scared I'm just ripping her off is Lisa Kudrow oh yeah you know like that's that show that's, is good oh wow yeah the it's, it's so good yes of then. course I mean Friends was okay too yeah what if I was like no no Friends <laughs> her work on Friends I mean her work on Friends is amazing but like it's specifically her I, I feel very I feel a kinship with um, the kind of character she's interested in of just like nervous energy. Like I feel yeah. like, I feel like she in her real life has a lot of nervous energy. This is just from like, this is just assumption. Like I, I'm just, this is from watching all of her work and like, and did, tracking you know. her every move. On just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And she's here. She's yeah. tied up. Um, <laughs> um, but, but I, I, and, and like, you know, seeing her in interviews, there's clearly like a discomfort with like schmaltziness and like sentimentality. Yeah, that I um, that I she, feel like she's I am, smarter than all that. Yeah, 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 and it's just icky, and and um, and and so I I like I just like her. I like the way that manifests in her characters. With people, they're, her characters are always like deflecting, and you know they're all they're they're just always kind of pushing away any sort of real authentic moment. You know, it's like too much. Right, and uh, I relate to that as a nervous person who um, grew up. I mean, I grew up going to church, like like where it's like. It, we're the, the the it's schmaltz i mean church is just like pure schmaltz it's like taking the problems of the world and boiling them down to something that is like palatable and like has a message and it's like cleanly delivered and it, you know and uh and i feel like i'm just still reacting against that <laughs> yeah oh well yeah that's uh that's uh I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, yeah. This is after a cup of black coffee. Yeah, and, we are uh, really there. Zero just... food. I had a Tate's, <laughs> I had a Tate's cookie, and now I'm oh a Tate's cookie. Those are good. Yeah, they're very good. Were they from Long Island or something? Honey, I don't know. I think Ina Garten likes those. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And uh, now you're working so much, you have time for love in your life, John? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Oh my God, will I find love, Dale? I think so. Okay, thanks. I think so. You might need to settle down on one one aspect or another at some point. But meaning, okay. So the, all I heard was settle. <laughs> you know? um, so we, I mean, I'm not settle. I mean, the things may have to may need to. Um, uh, uh, by settle, I mean settle into a groove. Like you may need to get a sort okay. of regular thing happening. Right, uh, right, where you right. don't have to be doing shows constantly. That's I mean, uh, that's true. And uh, or if you are, it's at a, a manageable pace for you, and uh, then you know it'll happen. And then we'll see. And then we'll see how yeah. how things go. Uh, uh, I think it's going to work out. I know it will. <laughs> well, you're a great fella. Oh, thanks, babe. And uh, okay, part of a show. I've never done this before, but this is a part of the show okay. where we'll ask you what's stuck in your craw. John, anything bothering you? Um, well, it's, I think, not to just, it is that. It is, like, love dating shit. It's like, yeah. it is, it, there's this weird thing where it's like, I am, like, I'm, stuff is happening, like, where I'm traveling and I'm getting, like, to, to do 
cool stuff and like I literally I went on a third date with someone recently and it literally took a month and a half to schedule the third date. Uh, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, cool. Like this is killing any and all momentum, any sort of sexual potential." Like yeah, I was like it, it just sucked. I, so so that's that's a little stuck in my craw. It's like, "How in the hell am I going to date someone?" <laughs> yeah. The problems of a bi-coastal lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, but seriously, that's uh, it's, that's it's tough. weird. That's weird. That's no, a but big, I think you're right. I think part. if I settle into a groove with something, that's a little more permanent. Yeah, a little more long term. Yeah, I always think it's a triangle. You got what? your you got your uh, your home. Yeah. You got your career. Sure. You got your relationship. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to make that in like an equilateral triangle. It's very hard to keep all those things. What's yours right now? An isosceles? Uh, yeah, it's about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I suffer from the same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I see some ladies here and there, but uh, it's very. I got a great place. Where do you I got live? a great job. Oh, I live down there uh, by the Gowanus. Okay. And uh, it, beautiful, beautiful. There's a fleet of garbage trucks outside my window. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and I, I date around, but I got a great job, steady, steady job at Come Flyer with me, the nation's premier hander out of flyers for the comedies <laughs> and musicals up there on Broadway. And uh, now, now I'm inside. You go all the way from Gowanus to Midtown it, yeah, and hand out flyers every day? Yeah. Now I'm mostly inside, though. I did uh, the first couple of years I was outside handing the stuff out oh, and interacting God. with people. Were you people. in costume? Were you dressed up as a dancer in Chicago? No, I just, I have a sandwich board I sometimes wear. Yeah. And then I'm out there saying, hey, you like comedy? Right. And then yeah, some, I make some great friends. Oh, I bet you do. Which some of the Australian tourists are great. Yeah. German tourists are a little bit tougher. They are. And now they got the, they're cracking down on my desnudist friends. The naked gals up there that paint themselves. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's been tough. That's not okay. No, I've had a couple of them stay with me. It's been it's been difficult. So, But I think you're going to find it, John. I do. I think I uh, everything's going to happen for you. You're so tremendously talented. Well, thank you. And uh, you'll get that triangle all worked out. Okay. Right? So it's just, I think there's proofs involved. Remember that? I remember proofs. Oh, gosh. What were they teaching us I there? I know. You got some show gashums coming up? October first. October first is not air before then. But. Well, but just if you're just remember if you're listening to this afterwards that there was, was. one. There uh, was one October first. October was great. 1st, and then hopefully one in November, one in December. Yeah, just look up for Ars Nova in in New York City. You're going to be out of Festival Supreme. I am. What? It's going to be on October 10th. October 10th. That's my birthday. No way. It is. Oh my God. Well, maybe we'll change what we're doing. Oh, that'd be terrific. Cater to you. Yeah. Yeah, Kate and I are going to have, we're literally going to hire, because it's outside. Yeah. So like you have to make a spectacle of it or else no one will pay attention. Yeah. And so we're going to like get kid dancers <laughs> and do choreography. Like we're going to have head mics and do full-blown choreography with like three kid dancers. And oh then my like, gosh. And then I and then it's just gonna all fall apart. Like I'm gonna make a mistake, and then Kate's gonna call me out, and then we'll like have a fight in front of the kids. And like I'm very excited about it. It sounds terrific. I hate that I'm giving it away. Well, you whatever. Know, it's a, just a teaser. Yeah, you, you, I want to see it now. Yeah, yeah. It's what you've you've wet my appetite. Okay, and music and dancing has always been a part of your life. <laughs> has yes, it, it has. Oh, that's great. Well, I put a case of Grecian formula on my wish list, John, for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So. Just letting you know that in advance. Oh, okay. Amazon.com. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Any last piece of advice for young people who will undoubtedly be listening to this in hopes of learning a secret? Mm. Do you have a secret you want to tell? I'm trying to think of the stuff I wish I knew as a kid. We already learned about the poached eggs, so we, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah. 
just drop Earth. it in with confidence and then we'll poach. Um, I, a piece of advice, stay young. Don't try to be too, don't try to be older than you are, honey. <laughs> enjoy the, um, that's right. Enjoy the discomfort of youth and, um, you know, cause I, I always tried to be so much older than I was when I was a kid and only now do I feel like I'm actually acting my age. Yeah. I tried to dress it up. I tried to wear sweaters as a small child. I tried to rent independent films as like a don't do that. Year old. You know, don't do that. Don't like, do that. Don't desexualize yourself right out of the gate. No, ta- <laughs> no. Tank tops. Like, just yeah, enjoy. Just wear tank tops. The tank tops of youth. <laughs> oh no, Dale. It was uh, powerful stuff. It was that you told I me. I saw it getting in. No, but I you, got you literally really, choked up. I tried to be so old that I that I forgot to be a sexual being. And that 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 is you know get in your way. It will get in your way. Yeah, that's sound advice, John. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been fun. It's I've had a blast, and I and I I I think there's going to be a nice um, frenetic quality to the interruptions. And it's oh, be I think very it's great. Slice I, of life. I'm going to try and have more interruptions on all my interviews. Oh, good. good. From here on out, I just apologize that I didn't get to kind of my unleashed, um, caffeinated, philosophical. Yeah, well, that kind Self of ha- until it, until the, the we were free. But I listen. What's more embarrassing than a roommate walking in on you talking about your you know your love of language? You know, yeah, I know with a playwright. With, yeah, with the playwright. I know. I did. I, I timed it wrong for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you had no idea it was coming. I didn't know. She popped her head out. How would I know there were two playwrights? Two playwrights, playwrights one behind room. the door. Oh, I know. Gosh. Power couple. More power now, to yeah, you. I know we're trying to wrap things up. Yeah. What What are you up to? What am I Anything up to? Anything you want to promote? Oh, well, that's nice. You know, I do have a show. Uh, we've, we're going to be doing a show uh, uh, with the, uh, Running Late with Scott Rogowski. I'm going to be guesting on that. Oh, cool. I think that's at Littlefield. Oh, cool. Maybe October 6th. Now, are you, when are you going to do a full night of Dale Radio? Well, Because I want to do that live. Yeah. Oh, you want to do that live? Yeah. Well, we're going to come back in 2016 and do some live shows. Well, honey, there's no... <laughs> we've still got three more months, honey. Uh, October yeah. Yeah, you get into the holidays, though. You know, I got a lot of responsibilities with yeah. the with the holidays. It's a busy time at the flyer place, <laughs> and uh, you know, all the things I got going on. Yeah, but we'll put out these videos. But I'd love to do anything with you anytime. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's make a commitment to each other. All right. Here in front Here of the- <laughs> these microphones. Now, and what you some, don't uh, see is that coffee. Dale has brought out a chalice. That's right. He is pricking both of our fingers. <laughs> And we are doing a, li- a live blood oath. That's right. This will be for all time. Yes. All right. Thank you, John. Thank you so much, Dale, for having me. Talk to you soon. Okay. Put down my things. Oh, folks, wasn't that something just like a um, comfortable cashmere turtleneck uh, for your ears? A conversation with John Early. If he's uh, if you see him appearing at your town, he does the cake shop comedy. Uh, I think that's weekly. Uh, Tuesday nights or so in the Lower East Side. Uh, Showgasm happens at Ars Nova, and I know he's always uh, bouncing uh, around the world, uh, bringing his joy and his light, uh, like Prometheus, uh, uh, to those in need. So uh, check that out. Be sure and come out to see us with Running Late. And if you're listening to us on any of the many platforms, on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, uh, take a moment and rate rate us. Give us a fave. Uh, uh, mention us if you're enjoying the program. And uh, that sure would make my heart sing. So uh, I appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for listening. 
Until next time, I'll be stacking empty whiskey bottles in my windows in an attempt to form a hurricane barrier. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season theme composed and performed by Shockwave. Podcast icon for season eight designed by Jenny Fine. Listen to Dale on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. And follow the program on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or on Instagram, at Dale Seaver. If you'd like Dale to come to your local VFW or Elks Lodge, simply drop us a line at Radio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. You're the best. <laughs>